Welcome to Ink Drinkers, a literary tea party podcast where we discuss books and drink tea. So we were just talking about time change. Yeah. Um, Because we just fell for, fall, no, sorry, spring forward, fall back. We just fell back in time. (laughs) (laughs) We, We fell back into time. And I don't like it. Yeah, I uh, I asked who likes it, and Jamie said absolutely no one. Like <laughs> I don't know anyone who has really said yes, I really like it. No, I don't think anyone does. There's got to so, be somebody. Do you, I guess I I think people just don't want to disrupt the status quo. You know, it's mm-hmm. like we've been doing this for so long. People are like, why why change it at this point? Right. But um, I. You know, I know there's legislation in state legislatures, there's legislation in Congress, and I just really want it to be permanent daylight savings time. Yeah, I'm with you. Personally. Cause I feel like, like if we all took a vote. <laughs> a vote of the people. <laughs> yeah. We would get rid of it. Yeah. I Like me personally, I get um, SAD, seasonal affective disorder. Have you heard of that? I've heard of... Not necessarily by name, but I've heard, you know, people. It is a little ridiculous that it's called sad, but yeah, I mean, like the time change really affects me and I know it does a lot of other people. Well, and I think holiday time too is rough for a lot of people. So in addition to all of that, um, with the time change. True. It's a lot. It it has an, an extra layer. I wonder if we can, I'm sure this has already been done, but maybe we should start a petition on like change.org. (laughs) For <laughs> permanent daylight savings. I'm in. Let's do it. Okay, cool. We'll we'll uh we'll let you guys know how to sign that later. <laughs> <laughs> when we set it up. Um you're up first today. Okay, great. Um so my pick is The Two Lives of Lydia Bird Ooh. by Josie Silver. Interesting. Yes. Um this is another British novel. Right. Which um is Obviously. What was her other Josie Silver? Getting there. Okay, sorry. Yep, getting there. Jumping the gun. So this came out at the beginning of 2020, and I had been anxiously awaiting its release um, because I read um, One uh, One One Day Day in December December. by her uh, maybe two years prior or something like that. Jamie Steele, our friend, actually gave me that book for Christmas. That's right. Yeah. When I gave you... Um, Nine Perfect Strangers. Yes. Yes. So I read it and I loved it. And I started to search for similar authors because I loved it so much. Right. Um, So yes, I was waiting for this one to come out because nothing quite got the Josie Silver vibe for me. There was some some books, some authors that I was like, that was relatively close. But One Day in December was her debut? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So she only has two books out now, I think. She might be coming out with a third next year, possibly. Probably, most likely. I might be making that up. (laughs) Um, So The Two Lives of Lydia Bird is her second novel. And um, the premise is that Lydia and her now fiancé, Freddie, have been together for over a decade. 
Um, so they've dated since they were young, um, like like in school, and then through their, I think they're in their probably 20s or 30s now. Um, they met in primary school. They had another friend that they were really close to. It was kind of like them three, but she and Freddie were always romantically linked. So it is her birthday. I think it's her 30th, 30th, 28th birthday, excuse me. And um, it's not a spoiler alert, but <laughs> Freddie dies in a car accident on the way to her birthday. Ugh. Yeah. And so she has really never been without him, like, her whole adult life she's been with him. Um, in her childhood, he was always a fixture. And so she's obviously completely and utterly devastated, and she goes into you know, a a pretty deep depression. Understandably. Right. So, um, she has her other friend that was in their group, Jonah, and her sister, Elle. And those are the two people that are trying to help her get through this emotional devastation of losing Freddie. Right. Um, There's kind of like a dream state, somewhat drug-induced from, like, she needed medication to just, like, survive. Yeah, Yeah. to fall asleep and survive. And in this altered state, she basically wakes up in an alternate reality where Freddie didn't die. Right. So it's back and forth between actual reality, where everything is depressing and she can't deal with it, to being able to take a pill, go to sleep, and, like, live her life as if he showed up to the birthday, and it continues on. Oh, I actually have read this, but okay. but, but yeah. listening to the premise again, it's like, it just sounds, oh, why? I, on one hand, I'm like, why would you do that to yourself? And on the other hand, I'm like, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Real life sucks. Yeah. So it's really, um, it's heartbreaking, but it's also laughable at times, and it's, her grieving, it's like she goes through the grieving process um, in her waking hours and in her sleep state. And so it's really her trying to figure out, I don't know if it sounds morbid, but which she wants to stay in. Right. Um, which I'm assuming, you know, obviously if it's the sleep state, that would mean she wouldn't wake up. Yeah. Um, but it, it's an interesting concept of if you could be with the person that you wanted to be with in a certain way, like what would you do anything to be with them? Right. What lengths would you go to? Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyways, it's just, it was just a really good book and I just love the way that Josie writes. So um, I'm a Josie fan. I mean, she, she's able to take like kind of deep and depressing topics and turn them into compulsively readable yeah because entertaining wasn't, I wasn't depressed when I was reading it it wasn't like such a downer that I was like oh my god this is miserable right. like it felt like a rom-com <laughs> like kind yeah. of but yeah. but you know deeper than a rom-com but um yeah yeah no I totally agree I'm a fan mm-hmm. uh and I'm I'm looking forward to her third book coming out in 2022 yes yeah we looked it up um what was it called again Par- something paradise one night on the island one night on the island march 29th we'll have to see if we can get advanced copies of that yeah <laughs> oh carrie got an advanced copy Ooh. no fair <laughs> <laughs> 
anyway, yeah, it's definitely, um, I like this one as well, a lot. Yeah. So tell me, <laughs> what's your book? Mine is very, very different. Um, I'm going to tell you about The Lincoln Highway by Amor Tolls. Okay. So have you read anything? I have not. Okay. Amor Tolls writes like historical type fiction. I think all of his books take place in like the 50s, maybe. Definitely early to mid 1900s. Um, so he's written, or at, at least I've read of his, Rules of Civility, which... I liked, didn't love, and then A Gentleman in Moscow, which is his, like, people go crazy over A Gentleman in Moscow, and I didn't like that book. Hmm. So I kind of wasn't sure where I was going to fall with uh, The Lincoln Highway, but I ended up really loving it. Okay. Um, it's an adventure story. So essentially, Emmett uh, has just gotten out of prison. He was let out a little bit early. Partly because he's just a really good kid. He's like 18, I think. He's really shouldn't have been in prison in the first place. It was just a bad set of circumstances. Um, he's a great kid. He gets let out a little early because his father has passed away. And he has to go and deal with his father's debt because his father owned a farm. And it's in foreclosure. And he has a little brother, Billy. So he has to deal with all this stuff. His, his mother's not in the picture anymore. She left them years ago. And so as soon as he gets to the farm, he's like, okay, let me deal with this stuff. I've, I've got a car that's my own. I've paid for it so I can get us where we need to go. Um, but I've got to figure out where to go from here. And then the warden drives away. And two of his quote-unquote friends from prison had hidden themselves in the warden's van and they like knock on their door and they're like, Hey buddy, <laughs> what's up? <laughs> and Emmett's just kind of like, uh, guys, like, what are you doing here? So basically there is a uh, duchess. That's not his real name, but he goes by duchess and Wooly. Those are the two other escaped criminal. Convicts. Yeah. The escaped convicts. <laughs> And, you know, they're his friends, but at the same time, you get, like, an uneasy feeling because mm -hmm. they escaped from prison. Correct. So you're like, how much can you really trust these guys? Right. So Wooly, um, he, his family is, like, super rich, and he's entitled to a trust fund, but his brother-in-law has decided that he's not fit for, you know, the money. And so Wooly tells his friends, he's like, look, guys... My family has this really nice camp up in like New Jersey, I think, or something like that. And he's like, I know for a fact there's $150,000 in a safe in my grandfather's study at the camp. So if we go up there and we get the money, like I'll split it evenly three ways. And Duchess is like, yeah, we're doing this. And Emmett's like, I don't know, but also I've got to protect my brother, you know, I've got to figure out a life for us. I feel like that never works out. <laughs> like that there's so, money from a hundred years ago that's been stashed right. in this space. I'm sure it's still there. So <laughs> the four of them embark on this journey from Nebraska <laughs> to New York. And eventually Emmett and his little brother, Billy, want to end up in California because that's where they think that their mom went. Okay. So they want to go find her. So they're like, okay, we're just going to go up to New York first. Then we're going to head over to California. But of course, nothing goes as planned. They meet all these, you know, crazy characters along the way. Um, 
And it was just, it was really entertaining and it just kept me, it was really long, but it kept me coming back. Like I wanted to keep listening and see where, you know, okay, where are they on their journey now? Um, I will say there were a few too many uh, mishaps for my liking. It got to a point where I was just kind of like, okay, here we go again. Yeah. But, you know, that's part of the charm of the book and it was, it was entertaining. Um and I just, I really enjoyed it unexpectedly because I went in with like zero expectations right. because I, you know, because of my previous experience with the author, but, um, I really loved it. Pleasantly it was, surprised. Yeah. It was a fun adventure book. Very cool. Yeah. So, um, we spill on the tea. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about the tea. Today we're drinking Metropolitan by August Uncommon Tea. And the front says it's a vibrant black tea with bergamot, plum, and clove. And then I always <laughs> love the, the info on the back. So it says, tastes like bitter orange zest, neroli flower, tart black plum, blackberry, and clove. And feels like sparkling conversation on a city terrace. <laughs> I don't know who comes up with these feels likes, but I love them. Yeah, they're pretty great. I'm looking up what a neroli flower is. Oh, yeah, I'm curious. Oh, it's literally a bitter orange. The flowers, have you ever seen um, like images of oranges and they have these little blossoms on it? I haven't, but apparently I see it that's now. what it is. They're just like little white. Oh, that's white interesting. Flowers. I've seen that before. I didn't know that that was what they were called. So. There's um, definitely, there's kind of a spicy taste to it that I wasn't expecting. It's the clove. Got it. Yeah. It's the clove. But I taste the orange. Yeah. Um, it's like a orange. It's not spicy like, a, it doesn't taste like um, Christmassy. No, just it has, I was expecting more fruit. And it definitely is fruity, but it's, right. it's also got a little spice to it. Yeah, it's I, not very fruity. Right. But it's, I, I like it. It's, it's really good. And it seems like a good fall it, tea. It's a good fall tea before you would get to like your winter teas, like your Christmas teas. <laughs> so, so before you get to the winter, you have the fall, and right. it's good for that. But I could also drink this um, not in fall. No, for sure. Where some of them, you know, I'm like, I would only want to drink this at holiday time. That's fair. Yeah. It, it could be a year-round tea, but I'm definitely feeling it for the fall. I'll say that. 100%. I really like it, though. It's, um, I think the flavors work really well together, and they're interesting flavors. They're not, like, I don't know. Some of the, some of the ones that we've had um, on the show seem to have very similar characteristics and it's hard to explain them to where <laughs> right. they sound different because they all taste different obviously but this one really tastes different I feel I agree it's a very unique flavor and I I love all of the August blends yeah the other one we tried a couple weeks ago was really good and yeah the one with elderflower mm -hmm. that was my favorite yep it was very good um can I throw some tea facts at you today yes please um so I actually I got an email from August and it was a blog post that they did about how much caffeine is in tea. And I just, I read it and I found it really, really interesting. So I wanted to share it with you. So the question is, you know, what has more caffeine, tea versus coffee? Obviously, everyone knows coffee has more caffeine. But 
tea also contains um, the amino acid L-theanine, which I guess it's like when when it combines with caffeine, it provides like a more stable burst of energy. So with coffee, you just get this huge burst and you're like up and then you're down. Yeah. You know, you crash. But with tea, because of the L-theanine, which I'm sure I'm saying wrong, uh, it's like a more sustainable energy. So it's like a gradual up and a gradual down. I don't think I, I did not know that. I didn't know that either. So it says the energy you get from tea leads to greater focus and performance for longer while reducing anxiety and levels of the stress hormone cortisol, which is really good to know because for me, I've always been like afraid of caffeine as someone who suffers from anxiety because caffeine can definitely exacerbate it. Right. So it's good to know that like tea caffeine is different than, than coffee, caffeine. caffeine. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, yeah, I wouldn't have, you know, right. thought that. I, yeah, I had no idea. So I was really glad I found this blog post. And then um, there's a few more little facts that I'll just kind of throw out. Whether there's more caffeine in black tea or green tea or white tea, they, they all have roughly the same amount of caffeine because um, all tea comes from the same type of plant. Uh, but how you brew your tea affects the caffeination, obviously. So the longer you infuse it, the more caffeine you're going to extract. The higher the temperature of your water, the more caffeine you're going to extract. So, you know, typically you brew black tea at a higher temperature than white tea and things like that. So that'll affect it. Um, And then this seems obvious, but the amount of tea that you put in. So if you do... Do you need to like take a breath or something? Sorry. It's okay. I can't breathe. <laughs> Baby's sitting on your lungs. Yeah, I'm sorry. If if I sound like I am um out of breath. Out of breath, it's because I am. <laughs> uh, it's not because I'm boring you with no, tea. No, I'm trying to like breathe off to the side <laughs> heavily <laughs> while being engaged. So if I am sounding more breathy than normal and it's annoying, I apologize. I mean, I'm kind of annoyed, but no, I'm just kidding. Okay. So anyway, the more, you know, if you put in two teaspoons of tea versus one, that'll be more caffeine. Um, And yeah, it says uh, for less caffeine, choose teas that have lots of non-tea ingredients. So a blend with, you know, a bunch of other ingredients like clove and plum and neroli flour and blackberry and all the things, I guess, will have less caffeine. So Yeah, so if it just says black tea then you're just getting straight caffeine <laughs> right or like just a an earl gray or a breakfast right. tea that's just nothing else exactly so interesting anyway, yeah good to know i know i came across that and i was like i have to share this with everyone it's so cool yeah i mean i didn't know most of those facts yeah now you know and now you know <laughs> the more you know exactly um yeah so now i'm going to um spill the tea on a book that i don't necessarily recommend. Yeah. Hit me with it. It's called Heartburn by Nora Ephron. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Have you read this? <laughs> Why are you laughing like that? Because th- it's really short, right? It's relatively short. Like five hours? I think so. It wasn't terrible. Was it like older people in the book? Yeah. Okay. So Meryl Streep is the narrator of the audiobook, which was kind of cool. And as I was reading it, I was thinking to myself, 
this is funny. Like there was laugh out loud moments, like actually laugh out loud and all this stuff. And then after it ended, I was kind of like, can I, can I not recommend this or can I recommend it? And then I just slowly, after I read other books was like, I don't, the reason I'm asking, I need to figure out if this is actually the book I'm thinking of. I was, yeah, I'm pretty sure this is it. I'm looking up. It has a fork on the cover. <laughs> it's like a pink, pink cover. Mm-hmm. So. What, do you love it? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> I was driving home from the beach and my aunt was with me. Uh-huh. And she was like, I know you like to listen to audio books. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Why don't we listen to a book while we while we drive and I was like sure I'll put something on I was like let me put on a short audiobook and if I play it at you know a faster speed we can maybe finish it by the time we get home and this was the book that I put on <laughs> that's so random <laughs> but um there's some risque stuff in this book if I recall correctly or am I thinking of a completely different book Okay, let me just talk to you about yeah, it. Yeah, tell me about the book and I'll tell you okay. if this is it or not. So Rachel is 7 months pregnant. Uh-huh. And she is a um she's a cookbook writer. Mhm. Um which is a neat aspect of the book because she actually like will tell you different recipes. Like she'll like lay out the recipe, okay. which is kind of neat and it's in Meryl Streep's voice, which is kind of cool. You know I love any book that has food involved yeah. <laughs> typically. <laughs> um so her husband Mark tells her one day when she's seven months pregnant with her second child, that he has fallen in love with somebody else. And he wants her to stay, but he's not planning to give up the relationship. (laughs) But he doesn't want her to leave because it looks bad and they have another child. He just wants her to kind of, you know, hang out. Is he traveling back and forth, like, between D.C. and... Yes. Yeah, this is the book. (laughs) Okay, well, um, so yeah, so she goes back and forth from D.C. to New York because her dad lives in New York, and her dad has, I guess he has dementia or something because he's, like, in and out of a home. Right. And he has an apartment. And some of it was really funny. Like, I, I liked a lot of aspects of it, but then... I just kind of felt like she was, um, I don't know, like too privileged and a little irritating. And then like the whole time she was trying to get him back, but also hated his guts. Yeah. And he seemed so one dimensional. Yeah. I, I, I can, I agree with all that. I just remember that there were some, like, I want to say there were some sex scenes, maybe, or discussion of sex, or something like that, and listening to it <laughs> in the car with my aunt was, you know, a little awkward, and I was just, I just remember sitting there thinking, like, should I stop it? But if I stop it, that brings attention to, like, what we're listening to. Maybe she's falling asleep. Yeah, so that was... That was an interesting experience. Yeah, I I don't rem- I don't remember. I don't know if I'm just like jaded it from prob- all the rom com <laughs> sex that I read. It probably really wasn't a big deal at all. But just listening to it like with your aunt in I the car she, was I awkward. Think she explained a few things, but I don't remember it being so outlandish of something else that I read <laughs> that was also raunchy. But um, yeah, she just seemed kind of shallow and like 
she's pregnant, but I felt like she was more concerned about her husband who seemed kind of terrible. And she has like a therapist that she goes to and her, her conversations with a therapist are amusing. Yeah. But it was, I, yeah, I, I remember not thinking- recommend it. It just, after I read other stuff after it, I was kind of like, yeah, it was fine. I think you're kind of supposed to hate the characters though. So in that sense, I feel like Nora Ephron did a, a good job of like what she set out to do. Sure. But that doesn't was, mean it was for us. It was a little short and it just didn't feel like it was like a full story. Yeah. It was very short. Yeah. Which is sometimes great. I just, I don't know. Yeah. You're in the mood for something a little deeper. Correct. Um, well, what is keeping you sane right now? So basically, not to be too like mushy, basically just having like our friendship is what I had in my mind because, you know, the last couple of weeks, as you know, there's been quite of, um, a few fireworks that (laughs) were not necessarily negative. Everything is an experience. Nothing, if you look at it that way, things don't have to be negative or positive or light or dark. They just have to be what they are. But it's been nice to have someone to talk to about certain things without, like, telling a whole bunch of people. Yeah. And and just, like, I mean, I'm about to, like, pat myself on the back. But, you know, (laughs) just having a judgment-free zone. Exactly. Where you can just vent and say what you need. And I've done the same thing to you, so... So that's really what's been keeping me sane is like, okay, I can't tell anyone. I can tell Jamie. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, yes, please do. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well. What about you? Yours are always so sweet. I was going to (laughs) say, I was going to say that this past week, Starbucks London Fogs have been keeping me sane. Yeah. So I would like for a while I was drinking one pretty much every day and it was a really bad habit and um I started limiting myself to one to two per week and I would like on Monday get a London fog and be like well done for the week but last week was just really tough and so every day I treated myself and was like you know what I'm not gonna feel guilty about this because it's something that makes me happy and I need it and I'm doing it so like every day I text my mom and I'd be like London fog day number two (laughs) this is the third in a row like and she's like it's fine just do what you gotta do and they're really delicious they are and for those who don't know it's earl grey tea vanilla and steamed milk yeah so Whenever you, you were the one that told me about that. And I mean, I generally do drink coffee if I'm going to Starbucks, like, or any, anywhere I get coffee at coffee shops a lot more than I get like tea. I'd rather just drink tea at home or at my desk at work that I brew myself. Or like when we're podcasting. Correct. (laughs) But, um, my mom doesn't drink coffee and she like really likes the smell of coffee, but she can't stand the taste of it. And so she had gone, this is maybe a year or two ago, to Starbucks. And she was like, I'm in line at Starbucks. I really want something that tastes good, but I don't like coffee. And I was like, oh, you should get a London Fog. And I explained it to her so that she could tell <laughs> the person yeah, like, what she wanted. And um, since then, I get a text like every couple of months. I'm in line at Starbucks. What's that drink? <laughs> I'm like... 
and I, I explain it to Put her. Put it in your notes, Therese. Yes, if you're listening, <laughs> save it. <laughs> no, it's okay. I don't mind. But sometimes, like, I miss it. And I'm like, she has to have been through the line already. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, um, but yeah, and every time she gets it, she's like, ah, oh, this was exactly what I wanted. It's delicious. It's so delicious. Yeah. And, um, and I love the name also, obviously, yeah. London Fog. So they make me happy. They're pretty great. You're pretty great. <laughs> Thanks, Jamie. Aww. <laughs> and on that note, bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Have a nice day. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out the show notes for the full list of books we discussed today. You can find that in your podcast app or on our website, inkdrinkerspodcast.com. And please support us by subscribing anywhere you listen to podcasts and leaving a review. You can find us on Instagram and on Twitter at Ink Drinkers Pod. Cheers. Cheers.